When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. <laughs> Hello and welcome to The Villain Was Right, the podcast where we talk about movies and TV from the villain's perspective and dare to ask, were they really all that bad? I'm your host, Rebecca Reeds. And I'm your host, Craig Fay. And today we are joined by a very special guest, Ashley Cooper. Hey, Ashley. Hello. <laughs> And this week we are covering Sleepy Hollow. Yeah, wrapping up our kind of scary movie month. Uh, with, and this uh, movie is perfectly kind of scary, kind of. <laughs> it is Tim Burton's at it again. Now, every time we have a guest, Ashley, we always like to ask what the guest's uh, relationship is with the movie. What is your experience with this movie I have not seen had not seen this movie since it first came out in 1999. Um, and <laughs> somehow <laughs> and somehow in the 21 years since it came out, my brain convinced myself that this was uh, released by Disney. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. Uh, maybe it's just like the plethora of movies that Tim Burton has made for Disney since then. Um but I watched it again last night as a refresher and was like, there are a lot of missing heads in this. Like, <laughs> not just not just missing heads, but like literally removed on camera heads. And then like the tree is like spewing blood and has heads in it and stuff. And I was like, oh, wait, no, there was a Paramount logo at the beginning of this. Like, <laughs> <laughs> This has some very anti-Disney energy. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, I'll just say I, I had the same impression of it where I was like, there's a lot of decapitation in this. And then I was like, what were you expecting, Craig? Like, what? <laughs> like that's more or less the, the premise of the, the movie. the headless horseman, yeah. Yeah, it's like, it's like, I was like, this is a little much. And then I'm like, it's a movie about the headless horseman. Why are you feeling this way? Um, this is so funny because I had the like exact opposite experience. And I think it's because I was nine years old when this movie came out. And I think the la- I'm like, actually, like the last time I watched this is probably in and around when it came out. I remember remember this movie being scary like when i was going to watch this movie i was like oh this is gonna be like actually like kind of a scary movie and then i watched and i was like oh right okay forgot this as soon as it was tim burton i was like i feel like i'm misremembering this i feel like i was nine (laughs) yes yeah (laughs) forgot that i was nine years old and this is not that scary of a movie to be perfectly honest and it is oddly it's odd it's an odd movie do you do you guys like this movie (laughs) I kind of thought it held up pretty well last night when I watched it, actually. Uh, like, I was like, this is, a, I, I actually had fun with it. I like that. Yeah. yeah, I, think yeah. It hel- I think it held up better than I thought it was going mm. to. Um, I, I, I think I remember this wasn't quite when Tim Burton jumped the shark. He hadn't jumped the shark yet, but he was certainly on the ramp up. You know what I mean? Like he yeah. was, and I think it, this just happened earlier on the ramp than I thought it did. Like, 
Yeah, uh, it's funny that you say that because I was watching this like, you remember when Tim Burton had restraint? Oh, man. Like, I'm getting real nostalgic right now. Cue headless horsemen running and lopping off people's heads. Yeah. So I admire your restraint on this, Tim Burton. Tree spewing blood. Uh, um, I guess, yeah, so for those of you who haven't seen the movie uh, Sleepy Hollow, um, basic plot is it's obviously based on the uh, the legend of Sleepy Hollow, the headless horseman legend, uh, with some Tim Burton-esque uh, uh, set pieces and elaborations on it. Um, so this version, uh, Johnny Depp, I- Ichabod Crane, is a detective, a constable from New York City, and he's sent to this um, small town of Sleepy Hollow to investigate some murders, uh, decapitations. Um, a lot of stuff happens in the middle. A lot of people get their heads chopped off by this headless horseman who is, as we know, real. Um, it's revealed that he was a, uh, a, a basically a Hessian uh, mercenary in the Revolutionary War uh, who had his head chopped off in the woods and then he's out for vengeance or whatever. Played by... Uh, played by uh, uh, the fantastic uh, Christopher Walken. <laughs> um, and uh, basically at the end of it, it, it comes up that the uh, the uh, Van Tassels, uh, who are the head family of this whole thing, um, it is Lady Van Tassel uh, who is uh, basically orchestrating this, um, has, has, has convinced the Headless Horseman to do her bidding by stealing his head, and she is wiping out people who uh, are in her way of inheriting a uh the land basically like of the whole town right did i skip any did i skip any important details christina ricci's in there too i'm not sure she actually does much remember christina ricci guys i loved christina ricci like i loved loved oh my god i can't even express why i just did (laughs) it was i was excited i forgot she was in this i was excited to see her i also fucking forgot that Christopher Walken was in this movie. Am I the only one that laughed really yes. hard when they saw him? <laughs> I fucking lost my mind. So, uh. <laughs> so now that you bring that up, oh my god, yes, I was laughing the entire time and because like at the end, he gets his head back and he never says anything. Christopher Walken doesn't say a goddamn thing in this on entire purpose. thing. On purpose. That is but, on purpose. For but, sure. <laughs> every look he gives once he gets his head back, I was reading in a Christopher Walken voice. Like he's like, oh, thank you for like, thank you for giving me my head back it is so wonderful oh i'm going to drag you to hell now thank you and like i'm not doing a good christopher walken pressure but just whatever the internal monologue of that headless horseman was i was doing in the christopher walken voice in my head and it is so it's so funny that you say that because every time he was on screen i don't know why this one specifically because this is a this is a weird one to pull out of his filmography but every time he was on the screen during this movie, I couldn't help but think about his character from Seven Psychopaths. Oh, I've seen Seven Psychopaths. I remember it's very good. I, for some reason, don't remember Christopher Walken. He's just really funny in it. <laughs> right. Like- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know you know how when you think of Christopher Walken, you think comedic actor? Yes. Uh <laughs> That's the, he's actually quite talented comedian. He's really funny. He is. He is uh, so funny. That's why it was so funny to me. Every time he turned his head, like the reveal was so funny to me because I had completely forgotten. That's uh, amazing. It was so good. Like I just want to see that reveal in like 
deeper, darker, harsher movies. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) It's just a smiling uh, Christopher Walken. Because I absolutely agree. On the surface, having Christopher Walken, especially with sharpened teeth, uh, be the guy who looks creepy is makes perfect sense, mm-hmm. right? You why are his teeth sharpened? I do not know. It is yeah. never what? explained, what? and I cannot like. I um, wrote that down. Like, <laughs> dude, like, dude, your thing is already chopping off heads. Pick a gimmick. Like, <laughs> I think I think they do mention it um, right at the beginning when they're kind of telling the legend of the headless horseman, which is oh that- no no no. I don't mean like in continuity. Why I just oh, mean like oh, in oh. general. <laughs> Because <laughs> I had a lot of notes on the teeth, and it is that like first of all, this is like the seventeen nine. This is like seventeen ninety nine. I was like, that's an adult man. There's no way those are his real teeth. You know, like he's just. Oh, you think they're falsies? You think like he got special spiky denture? I mean, it's seventeen ninety nine. Like he's not going to a dentist. <laughs> he's a German mercenary in the Revolutionary War. I mean, like if. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they had better teeth back then than I think. But I think that if you have the integrity in your teeth to file them down to a point, that's amazing uh, in that day and age. I think it's more likely that he's like, I need false teeth because we're eating rotten meat and haven't, the, in, the dentists haven't been invented yet. I think, uh, I think he's probably just like, yeah, give me some sharp ones, you know, put some pointy bad boys in there for when I'm riding around on my horse. Oh, they, I was doing like a different. He doesn't speak. Oh, ooh. he he doesn't speak because he sharpened his teeth and like us plebs with he, flat teeth when we bite our tongue, we're like, oh fuck, and like it ruins our <laughs> afternoon. But he's just like, he yeah, doesn't like, speak because the whole any theater that played in would burst out in eruption, oh, yeah. like just in the biggest laughter of all time. I actually I wrote down the 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 opposite concept of. Um, if I had sharp teeth, maybe I'd lop off, lop off a couple heads. You know what I mean? If, I, if that's the way I'm born, if I look like this, maybe I maybe that's my job. Maybe that's what I'm supposed to be doing. Okay, yeah. just just to just to give a different perspective. <laughs> the so it's, like a, it's like a self fulfilling prophecy. Yeah, right? it's like, you know what I mean? Yeah, true, very true. Uh, also, like I mean, that's immediately got to strike you as a mistake, right? Because like I don't know <laughs> if you've ever had a chipped tooth or like you know like a loose tooth or something. You can't stop playing with that with your tongue, you know. Oh my like god! You, you I, I had a little chipped, like chip on the back of my tooth once, and I just, I just touched that with my tongue incessantly to the point where, like, it cut my tongue open and was blistered for like weeks because, yeah, because I couldn't <laughs> stop because it was right on a front tooth, right? So it was like right where the tongue rests, and then I'd be like, "What is that?" And I'd like feel it with my tongue, and. So I can't imagine having an entire mouthful of sharpened teeth. You'd just constantly be like blistered tongue and all the rest. I don't know. That's Now all I'm thinking of is that scene from The Office where Jim keeps biting his lip. And he's like, I got to go home. I can't. I can't even be in The Office anymore. I'm done. You know what I mean? Maybe that's why he's chopping people's heads off. He keeps biting his own tongue. He's furious. He's like, I can't handle this shit anymore. Um, yeah, so the Headless Horseman is definitely a villain of this. Um, and one and, I will argue for. <laughs> yeah. And, and to backtrack a little bit, they the, the legend of him sort of poses him as a villain right from the get-go, mm-hmm. uh, which is that he was this vicious soldier who was fighting in the Revolutionary War, uh, 
and he would just ride into battle on his horse and chop off people's heads. And they're like, how evil. And part of me is like, yeah, but isn't that war back then? Like, I don't think that riding into battle on a horse Mm -hmm. with a sword is like against the Geneva Convention. Not that that existed in 1799, but like, that seems just like a legitimate battle tactic if you're a soldier. They were just I, mad he was good at it. Yeah, that's yes. what I was thinking. I'm like, this. they're like, this guy's evil because he's the best. <laughs> he's the best we've got. <laughs> and he happened to be fighting for the British. And, the you know, like it's like he was on the wrong side of the war, according to, uh, you know, the people who, the Americans. According to the people writing the history. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and he was just good at being a soldier. Like it's a, it's a weird sort of thing to be like, he was a villain from the get go and therefore cursed forever. Yeah. And I think, okay, here's my, here's my argument for the horse. To be fair, to be fair, he was not cursed forever. Uh, he was turned into a puppet forever. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cause he just, he just died a normal ass death. Mm -hmm. And then the little girl fucked him over. Who he'd never met. He didn't know yeah. this girl. Yeah. <laughs> she outs him, gets him stabbed, and then and then pulls him out of the grave. Is like, you're gonna do what I want now. You know what I mean? If the if the headless horseman is the villain, it, that's like that's like putting a gun on trial. Like it doesn't make <laughs> any sense. Okay, you can't you can't get mad at the weapon, man. He's not in charge. <laughs> that's so funny. Oh my god. <laughs> And speaking of weapons, um, I do want to ask some very philosophical questions about Ooh. his horse. Uh, <laughs> is, his horse is the horse complicit? <laughs> yeah. Is the horse doomed to hell? Like the horse is rebirthed from the tree every time along with him. Like he rides out. Uh, what's that horse's deal? You know, like, is he just like enslaved as well to like this curse or like this, this to be a puppet or like, does it have free will? Did that horse commit war crimes is I guess what I'm asking. I don't is think like- that horse committed <laughs> war crimes, right? Can a horse commit war crimes? I don't think so. I don't think a horse can commit war crimes. Like the horse doesn't have any weapons. It doesn't kill yeah. anybody. At best, you could make a horse like stomp on a dude, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, trample for sure. But so yeah. why cursed can animals be cursed to hell? Like, or is he just like of all of all the people I had to be a horse to? <laughs> why I got stuck with this fucking Christopher Walken sharp tooth dude who I'm just sitting in horsey heaven, casually grazing around some good looking. Uh, uh, I don't know if it's a it's a filly or I don't know what horses are into. No, but uh, I don't think that horse is in horsey heaven. I don't I don't think the implication was we were pulling those people from heaven. I could be wrong. No, and that's my point. Like is wrong. it in heaven just enjoying itself and then all of a sudden it gets like ripped from its idyllic pasture pastoral life, literally pastoral, and uh <laughs> like forced to be the headless horses and horse again? Or is this horse for some reason doomed to hell? No, but yeah. I want to know. If you want to ask if you want to start asking the real questions about this curse. <laughs> The real question is, what were they doing for the last, like, 20 years? Because mm. she 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 made this deal with the devil when she was a little girl and yeah. didn't start offing dudes until she was an adult. So, like, 
what? Like, <laughs> biting her. He's tongue. just like, is he just living in the tree? Like, <laughs> he's just like, he's just like making his him and his horse like breakfast, and suddenly like, <laughs> like at, he works like a, he looks at, he like he, he works at a fire station like the Ghostbusters. <laughs> He's minding his own business, and suddenly the siren goes off, and he's like, "All right, buddy, come on." That's so funny. (laughs) I just you just put it in my head the idea of the horse and him sitting around playing go fish, and the horse going down the fire pole with him. (laughs) Just walking, going down a fire pole with those teeth, like. Oh my god, that's uh, so funny. Uh, oh, <laughs> I love that so much. I wrote it down as like, I'm like, listen, okay, this guy's having this guy's having his nap, okay, his deserved nap. He is down, okay, and this bitch just keeps waking him up. You know what I mean? Like, you just keep wait. He keeps waking up from this nap. He doesn't want to be here, bitch. I'm grumpy. Okay, I just want to go back to bed forever. I okay. just want to die. <laughs> Yeah, just let me die. Like for a the 2020 love of God. mood for the record. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Yes. Just let me just rest. Just let me rest. <laughs> uh, I'm just gonna put on sweatpants. I'm gonna lay under this tree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just. Mm-hmm. I also love the idea of Christopher Walken as the headless horseman, full full headless horseman regala from the waist up, uh, sweatpants waist down. You know what I mean? Just like <laughs> I love it. I fucking. Um, so that's one villain of mm-hmm. this movie, and I think uh, I think you know it's hard to blame somebody who is uh, you know cursed to be a puppet for all eternity. Uh, they're just doing what they're doing. The main I would go so far as to challenge that the headless horseman is not a villain. Yes, yeah. he is. He is just another victim. Yep. Whatever he did in in life, that's that's his business. Bad soldier dude, sure, fine, whatever. Military industrial complex, mm-hmm. fuck it. <laughs> but the man, the man is dead. Let him rest. <laughs> Justice for the Headless Horseman 2020. Uh, oh, Ashley, I love it when our guests know the premise of the podcast. Yes. <laughs> like, I don't think he was the villain. I was like, look at our name. The villain was right. Uh, but there is another villain in this mm. in this uh, movie. Um, I'm interested, uh, Lady Van Tassel, it turns out, is, is the, pu- the puppet master, I think is the, the, the words that we, we've settled on. What, what's your take on her? Okay, here's my, okay. Do I think she was right? No, but I have a few arguments. <laughs> okay, number one being, she was a child when she sold her soul. Okay. Excellent point. She, she was a child when she sold her soul. That's crazy. You know what I mean? Like you can't, I don't, I don't know. I feel like that's like a legal drinking age thing or something. You know what I mean? Like she, you can't sign a paper right now. Okay. How did you get that contract notarized is all I'm asking. Okay. You're a child. Okay. So that I think we can understand. I'm like, that's a good, I, I understand this character arc of like, okay. You, you, I you love got, the idea that like. <laughs> <laughs> for a minor to sell their soul to the devil, it needs to be co-signed by a parent. I think so. Somebody. <laughs> you know what I mean? This is madness. This is pure madness. Okay. This girl goes through her whole life. Okay. Like, I... She's been done very wrong. Okay. She's... She... 
I, I understand her motivations. My problem is, is we took it too far, girl. You know what I mean? We got a little too ahead of ourselves. Okay, we started, we started getting the the um, the circumference of these deaths are way out of control. Okay, the circle's way too big now. Okay, you cleaned up <laughs> way too much. Okay, we could have spared some of this. <laughs> is my argument, but I understand, you know what I mean? Fundamentally, I'm like, I, I think that's really, really messed up that you can sell your soul as a small child. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I yeah. mean, arguably, the last time your soul has any value is when you're a small child. <laughs> <laughs> yes, fair enough, actually. Yeah, that's a great point. <laughs> Mine does not have much value by this moment. <laughs> I also Right? Love- it's like a new car. Like, once there are mm. miles on it, the right. value yeah. drops. <laughs> The second you get it off the lot, it's half. <laughs> like it's. <laughs> oh yeah, Ashley, I love that idea. But like in this case, that has got to be her soul has got to be the equivalent of brand new car. You pull it out of the dealership and you wrap it around a pole because yeah. like because <laughs> literally right before she sells her soul, she betrays a man to have him murdered. Like that's got to put a pretty big dent in the resale value of that soul. You know what I mean? Like that's a that's not I not stole unless my... you're Satan, right? Like for him, he's like, oh shit, like you got to get in there early, right? That, and she but, shows a lot of promise. I guess that's true. I guess that's true. Yeah. I guess I guess the value goes up to Satan if you have more potential to do wrong. I guess I didn't think of it that way. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. Okay. That is a good point. Boom. Yeah. Um but I'm here to help. As far as her as far as her motivations go. So so quick rundown of kind of what happened. I, I sort of skipped over it in the in the synopsis. But basically she was uh, her father worked for the the big family, the big landowners in the town, and then he died. Right? Was he murdered? I forget. Her father. I think he just died. He dies. He just dies, like fucking seven or sixteenth century or eighteenth century pneumonia or whatever. Um, and uh, which is apparently a theme of kind of scary movie month. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but. Uh, then the landlord evicts her family. Nobody in the town will take her in because her mother is a witch. So they have to live in the woods. And she, uh, and then uh, Christina Ricci's father moves into her, her old house. So she swears revenge on the, the big family who is the landlords and Christina Ricci's family. So like, that's a fucking shit deal, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm Pure sure, garbage. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure it uh, uh, justifies, as you said, a, a mm. very large circle of murder. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think you got a little out of hand. Um, but like, I think Ashley, you brought up very 2020 energy, just fucking landlords evicting you for, uh, <laughs> for, for being like sick or not being able to miss rent. Like, whew, whew. I can see being a little pissed about that, being forced to live in the woods. <laughs> yeah, a and, pissed. I mean, look, Van <laughs> Van Tassel uh, is not uh, innocent in this. Like he he knew somebody lived there. He knew they were being evicted, so he could ha- so he could move in. Oh yeah, so, like, yeah, he's, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not innocent. 
No, definitely not. There are, I believe, very few characters in this movie that are just like innocent people. You know what I mean? Aside from, I would say, the small boy. Where I'm like, okay, yeah, uh, that makes sense. Like I think his dad was probably innocent too. Like, his, oh yes, yeah, yeah. His yeah, yeah. crime yeah. was just that mm-hmm. he witnessed the signing of a will. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that he was just present. Yeah, absolutely. But there are like, I find few people like, even okay. Can I, I, I'm going to bring up something so small, but I was like, this is wild to me because uh, they kind of make Katrina's boyfriend kind of like this. They're like, look at this dick. Look at him kind of being a dick because he's not the main character. Yeah. Okay. And, and I just, I don't understand. Firstly. Okay. They're like, Oh, look how possessive he is. I'm like, yeah. Cause Johnny Depp is eye humping her. Okay. Like there is very clearly some, like this isn't him overreacting. Okay. This is very clearly like there's something's happening here romantically. We could feel it. Okay. Um, secondarily him wanting to go after, uh, like the headless horseman, I don't think makes him a bad guy or a bad person or like, he's just like actively trying to do something. And then when he does die, Katrina takes, I don't know, less than a cry. She says, I believe she's like, Oh, I've, I've cried all my tears for him. Get over here. (laughs) I've cried all my tears for him. Yet my heart is not broken. Yes. Is what she says to him. Yeah, 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 Which is the coldest shit I've ever heard in my life. Oh, Man, I see that. Okay, if that was an Instagram post, she is wearing the tightest cocktail dress for that caption. Okay, like that's what's captioned for that. Okay, because it is very much like a go-get-it energy. And I am just so blown away by how quickly that turnover was. I understand this is a different time, okay, and people are kind of dying left, right, and center. But like a week, girl, like take the week. Like, And what what has Johnny Depp, what has Ichabod Crane really done to like win her over other than kind of like being a brave coward I would say like <laughs> you know what I mean like he does things but he does them reluctantly like like he's like I'm a medical examiner but I don't like dead bodies like fuck off you know like that's <laughs> yeah, like blood <laughs> <laughs> for somebody for somebody who's so constantly focused on the future of like police investigation he is very hesitant to be the trailblazer that he claims to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I can often, I can sort of sympathize with that because like, I, I think we've all been in the position where I know what I need to do. I know the way that society should move. I just don't want to be the one to do it. You know what I mean? Where you're just like, I feel uh, that. I guess I shouldn't order things off of Amazon. It's just so convenient. <laughs> like, <laughs> So I can, I get reluctance, I guess, is my uh, is my point. But yeah, like I don't think he's done anything to win over Christina Ricci. Yeah, no. yeah, and vice versa, really. I yes. know. And um, every time I'm like, every time we watch a movie like this, I'm like, the age difference. <laughs> like, oh, just oh, okay. She's nineteen. Yes. She's nineteen. Like, I'm just because because <laughs> last last couple weeks, like two weeks ago, I think uh, now we did Casper on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Oh God, and, yeah, in which she was playing like twelve or twelve years old. Twelve years old. <laughs> 
And that we, we made a point of saying how that came out in 1996 because of the CGI and stuff. And then I saw when this came out, I was like, "This is no, this is not." But three years later, and I looked at the age difference, I was like, "This is this is wildly inappropriate." What, what I will say it's a, he's 36. He's, 36. he's he's 36, and she's 19 at the time. It, the fuck. only thing I will say is like I'm like mm, historically this is probably accurate actually yeah. <laughs> like it, other you know what I mean. But other than that, I'm like this is not. We could have got somebody. Oh, a yeah. bit older. But have you ever noticed how movies only care about being historically accurate when it's a license to be gross? Yes! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's so good. I love that so much. Uh, Thank you for saying that. <laughs> when it's um, license to be gross. <gasps> yeah. Because <laughs> I think I was reading something where it was like, because I looked at both or like Johnny Depp and Christina Ricci because I was like, oh, my God. Um, and like, I think they met when she was like nine. <laughs> I was like, ah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she was nine and he was, I don't know, like 20. What does that make him? 20 something. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and that's weird. Like, yeah, when you've got it, regardless of anything underhanded or untowards going on there, it's just weird that you're like, now I'm in a job where I have to make out with somebody that I met when it like. I knew as a child, like that's yeah. Especially you know? when all of Hollywood is like, let's get this thirty-year-old to play an eighteen-year-old. This eighteen-year-old's in high school. Yeah. You know what I mean? And did you guys the- see that picture of the cast of Greece? And they were like, these were eighteen-year-olds. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> like that's what I'm like. Why? This is unnecessary. We've been doing this forever. <laughs> let's just yeah, get just- somebody older. Yeah. Um, before we move on, because uh, there's a couple of small points that like you, you all made that I just kind of want to bring together. So Ashley, you start off with being like, I thought this was a Disney movie at first. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and then we were just talking about Brom, right? Uh, the uh, Christina Ricci's love interest or whatever. He's got real Gaston energy. He yes. Does. Oh, oh, I'm so glad you brought that up because that <laughs> is so important. So I remember there being a Disney version of Sleepy Hollow. And terrified the hell out of me as a kid. It's an animated movie. And it is the adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad. And the first half of it is Wind in the Willows, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. And the second half of it is uh, The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. It's It's narrated by by Bing Crosby. It's crazy. Uh, But so I started watching it after I watched this. I didn't get all the way through it. But I was just like, oh, this is a lot of... um, This is a lot different than I thought. So I checked the original story synopsis for The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. And it's just all about Ichabod Crane and uh, and, uh, uh, Christina Ricci's with Brahm as this Gaston guy who is perfectly animated as a Gaston. I swear to God, they just motion capped that and like put a cleft chin on him. Like that's, that's what Disney did to animate Gaston. And it's about this romantic rivalry where they're both trying to win over Christine. And really? Yes, that's it. And, wow. And Ichabod Crane keeps getting the upper hand on this like kind of brutish, like they describe him as the hero of the town, but Ichabod Crane is super uh, superstitious. So one night he goes to this party at her house and is walking home at night after Brahm has told him all these stories about the headless horseman. And then the headless horseman follows him home, throws the head across the bridge because he can't cross it as per the legend. 
And the next day, Ichabod Crane is nowhere to be found. It's just his hat and a broken pumpkin found. And here's the part that got me. The story strongly suggests that the Headless Horseman is not real, that that was Brom playing a prank on Ichabod Crane because they go into how he can, like, he's very agile and can, like, ride a horse very well and all the rest, and that Ichabod Crane is just a coward and took off from the town after that. What? Yes. Oh. The entire, so, like, the, 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 they never say it definitively, but like, you know, you read the Wikipedia article and it says it's very much left up to the reader as to whether or not this really happened or it was just Brom being like, because Brom then says things, wink and a nod, like, mm, I guess we'll never know. Or like, I guess he maybe has just got scared off or something like that. And it's very wink and a nod being like, it was me. Oh my God. Yeah. So this entire, like the entire story is basically the Headless Horseman does not exist. It's just a prank somebody pulled to win over a girl. Like it's, it's, it's nuts. So like everything you're saying about it being a Disney movie and about being like a stone and Brom being this weird thing, it like kind of all comes together in that i don't know it was uh just it blew my mind it was wild so i guess they that's probably why they had that scene where he pretends to be the headless horseman yeah and has the pumpkin right that's an uh, oh my god there yeah, you go okay. depth and and subtlety in this than <laughs> I thought. Like, yeah i can't believe we're seeing tim burton and subtlety in the same <laughs> the same area <laughs> that's crazy as he's waxing the ramp uh <laughs> i guess you wouldn't anyway I think, okay, so there's this whole thing where I, I think, honestly, if I'm talking about what some of the most evil people in this movie, I think we also have to mention um, his father or his stepfather. His father or his stepfather. I couldn't clearly grasp onto oh, what Johnny was happening. It's, yes, in his yeah. dream Oh, you mean where he keeps dreaming about his busty mom? Uh, Dude, okay. <laughs> the amount of tit in this movie. I was like, these poor women. All I kept thinking about is the contraptions that they would have to wear to make their bodies look that way. I'm like, this is oh, a nightmare. Yeah. Like, at what time in the morning did those actors have to show up to get strapped into that shit? Okay, there is so much to, and it like I just kept thinking, yeah, the exact same thing. I'm like, this was from the view of a small child, and there's so much tit. Like there's just yeah. so, so like, much so tit. much. So much tit. And like there were moments of this movie where I'm like, it's just you and your mom. Like, does she I don't maybe but does she have a robe or something? Maybe she could throw a like, it's just like Isn't she cold? Yes. Like <laughs> There are three things I knew about my mother. She was a witch. She was tortured to death. She was busty as hell. And I've forgotten two of those. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, yes. She's so, there's so much tit. And it's like, like, I mean, I guess it makes sense if you were going to analyze like the psychology of it. But like, I don't think that's what we're here for. And I don't think that was the reason for it. No, it wasn't. I don't think think there was Tid here for a deeper meaning of this Tim Burton's Presents (laughs) Sleepy Hollow. Okay, I could be wrong. (laughs) I'm going to go out on a limb and say that you're not. No, but I would say his father is absolutely irredeemable in all areas. (laughs) 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely redeemable. You cannot argue for this man uh, putting you your... irredeemable? Or, sorry, yes, that's what I... Yeah, did I not say irredeemable? Did I say <laughs> you redeemable? Said redeemable. Oh, okay. Strike that from the record. What not, I meant was very true. much irredeemable. <laughs> I need it another coffee. Like, I cannot wait to hear this argument. Oh, we would have to stretch big. <laughs> like, there would have to be... There would not be... It would not be logical. I don't think I would be talking out of my asshole so much. There's... <laughs> and don't get me wrong. We have stretched. Okay. I have definitely stretched on this podcast more than once. But that is not... Not for this man. I will not do it for this man. He is irredeemable. That's fair. <laughs> okay. Mm. Yes. Yeah, so a, a, a bad, bad, bad man. And apparently most of the men in this village are bad men. You know what I mean? Like, that's how this woman... That's how the lady gets around. That's how this lady is... Is is basically getting everybody to do her bidding for a certain period of time is because like adulterer, adulterer. <laughs> I know what you're doing in the dark, and it's like is is this? I, I I thought all of these men were supposed like I thought this was a really big deal at this time. I could be mistaken. <laughs> I mean, 2020. I'm like, yeah, yeah. You know, you know what I mean. Things happen. <laughs> <laughs> Things happen. <laughs> Things can happen. Okay, I'm not saying you're a good person, but I'm not saying. You know what I mean? It's we're we're still not in the the realm of. You deserve to keep your head. Yeah, yes. <laughs> I mean, arguably these people do as well. But I'm just saying, in the scope of what they believe religiously, it is a much bigger deal at this time. Apparently, I, not to get too serious about it, but I do think there is a a, a legitimate thing where it's, and I mean, this continues today. Where if you are in power, like adultery is bad, except if you're in power, right? Where, right. Like, can't and, think of any re- can't think of any recent examples of that at all. Yeah, exactly. No. Right. So None we we mind. judge you morally for for doing this, but we do it ourselves because that is our, uh, you know, that's just how things are. Like, it's a weird, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. All the men of power in this village just doing what they want. <laughs> um, I will say one uh, one uh, uh, redeeming quality about Ichabod Crane in this is um, there is a scene where he follows Lady Van Tassel and finds her in the woods having sex with the priest. Uh, At which point she draws a knife and he's like, oh, oh, are you going to murder this guy? And then realizes it's just like sexy knife play and just doesn't say anything. (laughs) No, no, no. Thinks thinks she's going to kill him and doesn't say anything and then realizes Mm -hmm. that it's just knife play. Yeah. And I'm just like, so, so trying to be positive about this. You're absolutely right, Ashley. This is not, yeah. a, not a good mm-hmm. look, but just trying to redeem him. I'm going to give him credit for not kink shaming. You know, at no point did he go back <laughs> to the yeah. town and was like, Lady Van Tassel is fucking a priest. Uh, there's knives involved. You but know, if she not- did stab him, there's no way he could have got there in time. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he yeah. was... The, the 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 sudden motion of him moving forward a slight bit when she, she's two inches from this man's back is not doing anything. Okay, is not helping. <laughs> no, that's that's true. fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no way he would be able to like, yeah, get there in time, do anything. He doesn't even sh- like, hey, a knife, <laughs> like, <laughs> look out. <laughs> like, uh, and to counteract that, I will say uh, another irredeemable thing about Ichabod Crane is uh, when he goes to see the. Uh, the witch in the woods who tells him uh, to go find the tree. 
Uh, he uses a young boy who previously, who very recently lost his father as a human shield. Yes, I wrote that down. <laughs> I wrote that down too. Oh, no, no, no. Not, not only does he use the boy as a human shield when he visits the witch, he uses Christina Ricci as a human shield when the Headless Horseman gets his head back. Oh, does he? I missed that part. He stands behind her. Yeah, he's like, yeah, a real coward. I can't. The witch thing really got me. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, because he's holding a gun. Like, he's literally, he has a gun and a human shield, a child shield. Oh, my God. And that way, I felt bad for that witch. She got her head lobbed off real quick. Yeah, she's just trying (laughs) to help. Just just trying to just trying to help, and they're like, eh. and again, appearances can be deceived. Like that was supposed to be the most evil witch, and you're like, no, nah, she's really, she's doing a great job out there, actually. Yeah, she she under she, she uh, uh, follows health and safety guidelines. She so yeah, she like, locked herself up real quick. She locked quick. herself up. She's <laughs> like, it's fine. When I get this spirit inside me, it's gonna try and kill you, but it, it's fine. Uh, you know, and uh, what I loved is she even tested the length. It was none of that like. <laughs> it was none of that bullshit where it's like I'm chained up, but you're seated too close. It's like no, you do a dry run. You make sure all your your PPE. You do a co- dry run. You make sure your she probably had somebody else. Is, you, <laughs> she had a friend come and sit in the other seat. Okay, you sit there, and I'm just we're just gonna make sure that this is okay. Oh, Let me yeah. see if I can grab you. <laughs> there was a day where those chains were installed that involved a lot of trial and error. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> What if this demon can dislocate their shoulder? It's like, you know, we're good there. Because we've all seen the horror movie where there's something chained up and they can just still lurch forward and get you. You know, like you didn't judge the distance, right? Um, that would be really great if all... Stay back from the line. If, if all horror movies had like, like almost like a blooper reel after the movie, like if you were too scared, you could watch that to calm down. And there would just be a scene of her being like, no, okay, uh, not far enough. And then she gets up and then moves to the other side. Okay, no, this seems like it's okay. And it's just like her talking to herself, to like just like these little scenes of everybody that could have scared you in the movie just doing something fucking ridiculous before they did that. You know what I mean? Just That like, should be how all horror movie credit sequences like, are. Exactly, just like Freddy yeah. on the toilet. You know what I mean? Oh, I'm out of toilet paper. Like, just like, you know what I mean? Just like bullshit that just makes you so calm after the movie. Okay, it's, so weird. it's so weird that you say Freddy out of toilet paper but for me I was like Freddie trying to use toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah fair enough I just oh my God. it's like the cat like a cat when they get on the toilet roll and they just keep batting at it and it keeps going and going and going <laughs> just put those long fingers on it oh god um, I do have a question for both of you though because uh, I, I, I want your opinion on what you would do so end of the movie mm-hmm Headless Horseman defeated, has dragged Lady Van Tassel to hell. They've jumped into that tree. Do you cut down that tree? Like, are you just like, no more of this? Like, what's your move there? Here's this tree in the woods, which is clearly a portal mm-hmm. to hell. What are you doing with that tree? Oh, I, I, I just leave. I leave. Yeah, I always 100%, leave. Yeah, no, 100%, I'm out of here. 100%. I'm out of here. I'm not touching this. Because you don't know. Because if you if you cut that tree down, you might just open the gates of hell, dude. Like, I'm not messing with this magic. Okay? I don't know how it works. I know if we, we gave him back the head, he went into the tree, we're good here. Okay? I'm going to get a house with a very, very 
large moat that has no water in it. Okay. And that's it. Okay. This guy cannot cross. We're going to figure out a system of pulleys and things of that nature. Okay. I can't, the amount of time I watched, like I couldn't believe the amount of bullets that were wasted on this man. I was furious the entire time. Furious. Okay. Also every person. Okay. So we're all religious and we think that this is, uh, we're like, obviously he can't cross onto the church. I'm like, I'm sleeping at the church, man. We sleep on hay. Okay. It doesn't matter where we sleep. We sleep on hay. Okay. I could be, I, I believe they slept on hay. <laughs> I feel like. That's a I, legit. I love that you're not fact checking this. You're just like, no. in my heart. In my heart. I, okay. In they, my heart, I feel like they, it's, they it's certainly not hay. memory it's, foam. Rebecca, it's mem- that's for sure. minimum not comfortable. Okay. Let's go sleep in these pew. Let's sleep in the church. Okay. Yeah. Let's go sleep in the church because this is 1799 and a church pew is the most comfortable piece of furniture we've invented so far. Yeah. 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 Like, Stay away from the windows. <laughs> let's just, we're going to wait this guy out. He only comes out at night. <laughs> Well, that's it. Why have we not? Why have we not instituted a curfew where we all just like at the at eight o'clock we all hang out at the church for the night? Boom. That's what I'm saying. The amount of people out at night in this movie was criminal. It was criminal. I'm like, I'm not going out, and we're all hanging out together. People keep getting their heads lobbed off. Okay, I'm not staying in this shack with one child and a man. No. Okay, we're going to go hang out with the whole town until we figure out what the hell is going on here. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, we get and not for nothing about the tree, but like, look, two big factors here. A, Ichabod's a fucking coward. Uh, <laughs> second, though, he don't live here. True. Not mm-hmm. his circus, not his monkeys, man. Yeah, he saw he was there to solve. He was there to solve a, a series of murders. He did his job. He's outie. Mm-hmm. He don't mm-hmm. owe, he he doesn't owe them fucking forest clearing services. Also true. Uh, my my big thing would be I could never cut down a tree that bleeds. Uh, the second that I see, if I hacked into a tree and it started bleeding, I'd be like, "Fuck this! I'm out of here. Back to New York City. I don't care about." Hundo P. Yeah. Nope. Yes. Yep. 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 Hundred percent. I think this movie ended exactly how it should have ended, which is we left, and all of you should too. That's honestly the first. If I see, okay, I understand if you don't see it, okay, because if you don't see the headless horseman, you're like. Okay, this is this could just be somebody. You know what I mean? The second I see it, I'm out of here. I'm gone. Okay, it doesn't matter. We will rebuild. Okay, because we can't do anything if we're not alive. Am I wrong? Yeah. <laughs> no, and and I will say I do like that about this. That movie. is a gr- that is a great pitch for pandemic response as well. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we've been discussing this a lot of like, it feels like every movie has has some sort of theme that that is the same as the pandemic. And you're like, oh, man, can I not escape this thought process? Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, it's there there was a before time is basically what we've come to. (laughs) Yeah, it's very obvious. I will say, though, that one thing I do really like about this movie and it bothers me a lot more so in like sci fi fantasy TV shows. Um, where there is always the character of the skeptic, right? Which is necessary because you need to explain what's going on. Um, But it always bothers me that as soon as the skeptic is given very good evidence, firsthand knowledge that the supernatural thing is happening, 
that they don't change their tune. They're like, well, there could be other explanations or there's a scientific explanation to a way a guy could ride around without a head on. As soon as he sees it, Ichabod is like, yeah, the, the headless horseman is real. Yeah. Like, I'm no longer the skeptic. Yeah. Uh, death has come for all of us. Uh, I'm going to go to the woods and dig up a, a fucking bleeding tree. You know, so I do appreciate that that aspect of it. Yeah. What I do not appreciate about the way that Ichabod goes about his business is that like, all of his theories about the horsemen come from nothing. Wholesale nothing. He, like, he he digs he digs up that headless horseman's uh, grave, finds out that it doesn't have a head, and immediately jumps to someone has the head and is controlling the horseman. <laughs> that is Ex- excellent point. <laughs> yeah, what? <laughs> There's a big leap. I, I do had not consider that. You're right. <laughs> I, I love that we just go through the rest of the movie with that assumption. We get to the final fight and there's like, no, that's not it at all, man. That's <laughs> like, thanks for my head back. I've got better aim now. I've got depth, my depth perception back. I'm not using echolocation through my chest. <laughs> yeah. Maybe if we had been given some sort of book or something or some other theory, you know what I mean? If somebody else had brought the theory in because it's like, oh, well, this would make sense because of the lore or whatever. Um, yeah. But you're right. He immediately, like in that moment, he's not even out of the grave. <laughs> like, he's like, wow, the, the head's gone. This is clearly what's happening. Because, yeah. because even let's say the head's gone. Okay. The idea that he that he knows that the person is controlling it is very odd because you could assume yes. that it's like some sort of unfulfilled thing and he mm-hmm. maybe at random is killing these people or he personally has some sort of like genetic connection to somebody yeah. or whatever. Okay, but to immediately leap that like, no, it's somebody alive. <laughs> like if you told me, if you told me that the, the corpse of the Headless Horseman didn't have a head, I'd be like, yeah, that's his thing. That's, yes. It's baked into the premise. Yeah. Like, I don't automatically assume that there should be a head and (laughs) someone has it and is using it as... Uh, a mind control device like yeah like he's just the every time he lobs off a head all he's thinking is join the club you know what i mean like he doesn't there's no (laughs) like he's just like yep part of the team now there you go uh yeah that's very odd (laughs) the leap is is that he's being controlled (laughs) i like the idea though he goes back to his tree at the end of that and he's trying the heads on like that's why he's he's like (laughs) That's no, that's not no, it. It's like, oh, that looks good. I look good with long hair, though. Okay, there we yeah. go. Like, uh, oh, you know, it's it's all right. <laughs> oh that's my the god, funniest shit. Oh my god. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Anything else we wanted to cover off, or anything you vent about Sleepy Hollow? No, I think it's good that he takes the lady with him, though. I'm like, that's valid. <laughs> you sold your soul. No words are spoken. You're coming with me. <laughs> Get the fuck out of there. Yeah. yeah. I really, like, I know we were joking about the fact that, like, uh, it's good that he doesn't talk because it would be hilarious. But, like, I actually just really liked it as a choice because mm. the Headless Horseman shouldn't be a character. It's a force of nature. Once you give it, once you once you put words in its mouth, it has a personality and it becomes human. And that's not fun, I don't think. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I agree with that completely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to milk duck the uh, the headless horseman there. <laughs> <laughs> 
We were all on board for him lopping off heads, but then he said some real problematic shit. And we had to cancel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I think it is time for our uh, definitive rankings of how good the villain is. Uh, Rebecca, what do you got? Um, okay, so I am. I, I am. I'm, I'm giving a scale for the lady. Uh, and I've got the uh, things that you wear as undergarments scale. So we've got um, for and essentially for bras here. So I've got um, the double sweater bra, which is no bra at all, <laughs> but you're wearing two sweaters, so nobody knows it's your super secret. <laughs> um, to a full on corset, which you know these poor ladies. I am going to give our villain a uh, bra with a broken wire. Which is, as we know, the most evil of all bras. <laughs> I actually find her quite evil. She should not have killed all these people. <laughs> uh, how about you, Ashley? Do you have a ranking for us? I also, uh, I also ranked uh, Lady Van Tassel, um, and I went with the psycho bitch scale. <laughs> I love it. Love it. So on a scale from misery to gone girl. Ooh, oh, good scale. Um, I give her a carry. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Justified revenge that goes a little too far. (laughs) That's good. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Absolutely. I love it. So I also did Lady Van Tassel and uh, I did the sleepiness scale. So in honor of Sleepy Hollow, I did a sleepiness scale. Uh, So from a narcoleptic who falls asleep constantly to an insomniac who can't fall asleep. Uh, I'm giving Lady Van Tassel a uh, having a coffee uh, too late in the afternoon. Uh, it probably shouldn't <laughs> probably shouldn't have done it. It's entirely your fault, but you're just reacting uh, to the demands of the cruel capitalist society you reside. I love that. <laughs> and uh, just very quickly, before we get to our heroes and villains of the week, there's a couple ways. Uh, you can help out the podcast. So if you if you enjoy the podcast, if you've been listening, if you like our episodes, um, by all means, reach out to us. Uh, we're we're pretty much on everywhere. We respond to everything. If you if uh, Facebook is your thing, we're at facebook.com slash the villain was right. Twitter probably where we're most active uh, at vwr podcast on Twitter. And as well, if you have any uh, suggestions for for movies. Uh, that we should do or, or topics that we should cover on the podcast. Um, you can get in touch with us by email at uh, the vi- uh, villain was right at gmail.com. That's the villain was right at gmail.com. Um, so uh, s- send your suggestions to us that way. And uh, if you just want to help us out a, a little bit, uh, hit that subscribe button on whatever uh, podcast app you're using. Um, and, and, and if you could just take a quick, quick minute to maybe, you know, leave a quick review <laughs> or a quick one sentence, uh, qu- quick one sentence review of us uh, that helps us move up in the rankings. New, new people listen to us. And uh, yeah, so thanks to everyone who's done that already. And uh, if you have a couple bucks... As always, you can hit us up on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash villainwasright. If you hit our top tier, we've got two bonus episodes a month, and they are loose, baby. Those are loose episodes. So if you want to listen to us flub an intro every time and get into some weird stories and some movies we like, uh, if you sign up now, you can get our full backlog of all of the uh, bonus episodes we've done. Uh, We also have other tiers where, you know, if you just want to throw us a dollar a month, that's sick. 
you're the best. And if you cannot uh, afford it, don't worry about it. Or if you don't want to, don't worry about it. We're glad you're a listener. So continue to listen. Thank you so much. And now it is time for our heroes or villains of the week. Um, I'm going to start us off uh, this week. We've got, uh, I've got a hero uh, or heroes, I guess, of the week. And that is just anybody still doing anything. You are my hero. Okay. If you get up, hero. Okay. If you're still going to work, oh my fuck, you better believe you're a hero. God damn, man. If you can do anything, okay, I'm talking, I'm talking brushing your teeth. Okay. I'm talking just getting the day done. Okay. You get to the end of the day, you did it, you go to bed, you wake up, fuck you're a hero, man. Cause it's getting tough out there okay and if i could give you any recommendations i will say that recently i've started watching uh midnight gospel and it is excellent i highly recommend um if you want something that's a little 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 heavy light i guess it's it's heavy it's light it's nice uh watch that watch that get on board with it and good for you for doing something you goddamn heroes i'm gonna kick it over to ashley <laughs> uh my villain of the week because i have a villain. Yay! Uh, and Yay! <laughs> it took me a minute to pick one, man. <laughs> uh, but I decided to go with one of the 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 lighter ones. Uh, my villain of the week is Ocean Spray Guy. <laughs> uh, okay. We know who I'm talking about. Yes, the guy skateboarding to Fleetwood yes. Mac. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Because he's a milkshake duck. No. Wait. He, what? I, oh, I'm going to sound real dumb right now. What is that? What is milkshake duck? Yeah. I am so excited to be the person that gets to tell you this. Oh, no. <laughs> so, <laughs> what is uh, <laughs> so milkshake duck is basically a short, uh, a shorthand <laughs> that was created to describe uh, the process that is ext- way too common of people finding something online, falling in love with it, and then finding out that it's actually a piece of shit. Um, oh. And, yeah. And so, like, uh, somebody tweeted this thing. Uh, it was basically, like, a headline of, like, um, oh, uh, look at this video of an adorable duck drinking a milkshake. And then it's like, oh, uh, bummer news, the duck's racist. <laughs> um, <laughs> so then be- being a milkshake duck became yeah. a thing. Um, and unfortunately, Ocean Spray Dude is a, a milkshake duck. Um, oh no! Yeah, because uh, in his newfound uh, in his newfound popularity, uh, he posted a video on whatever social media he is a, a person on, and uh, uh, used the N word. Oh no! And then when people when people were trying to be like, maybe uh, don't. Uh, he was like, I don't give a fuck. And like, just like, yeah, was not li- like, was just basically was like, I'll do what I want. Damn. I mean, in retrospect, we probably should have picked up on the, uh, I don't give a fuck. I do what I want energy of that video, the original video. But <laughs> Maybe we should, maybe we should stop making celebrities out of people who make one neat video that we like. Yeah. There you maybe, go. Yeah. maybe there's a, maybe we should learn that lessons. Like the fact that, the, that the, this person falls under a category of thing that happens <laughs> should tell us that this, we should stop doing this, but we don't. And, and, if 2020's taught me anything, it's that we as a society don't learn lessons, so. 
Oh man. Okay. So it's so crazy that we brought milkshake duck up earlier in the episode. That's great. Uh, so that's your villain. Uh, I've got a. I also have a villain uh, this week. It's it's a bit of a more of a lighthearted villain. Um, so my villain of the week is Thump Drag, um, and I am going to excuse ab- me. I am Thump Drag, and I am absolutely going to explain this. So in <laughs> on- this, before, before you explain what it is, my assumption is that it's a subgenre of EDM. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you could not yeah. be more wrong. Uh, so, uh, uh, um, so in honor of uh, this is the end of kind of scary movie month, and Sleepy Hollow is a famously creepy tale. This is actually a story of uh, one of the most influential ghost stories that has ever occurred to me. So, this happened back when I was a kid. Like I was like maybe somewhere between eight to ten. I don't maybe even younger. I don't remember the exact age. But we were all up at the family cottage, and it was like uh, uh, cousins, aunts, uncles. Um, everybody like this is a full house. So there's probably like, like it's me, my sisters, my cousins. There's just a full house of kids, right? All in and around my age at the time. And we got it in our heads as kids that it'd be really, really fun to go sit around a campfire at night and tell ghost stories. Right. And our parents were having none of it, right? They were like, <laughs> it is the summer. We, you are super young. We are not waiting until it gets dark for you to go to, like, to have a campfire and then for you to go to bed. And we're certainly not doing that if you're going to get all riled up on ghost stories, right? We know who you are as kids. You can't handle this. So a compromise was uh, uh, uh was come come to oh geez uh we had a compromise uh and that was that we were going to have uh my aunt mara tell us a ghost story but in the middle of the afternoon right so it's not scary or whatever and she sat us all down and told us this story of the legend of thump drag okay so thump drag and i don't remember the details of this story uh and You'll see why in a minute that I remember it. But the, the, the story went something like this, where it was taking place at some sort of summer camp, and it was super muddy. Uh, so they had to put boardwalks all over everywhere so you could get around. And there was some creature or entity. I, th- I don't know if it was an old counselor or whatever, but uh, with a wooden leg. And I don't even remember what they would do except that it was highly implied that they would get you right. Like drag you from yeah. the tent or whatever. But because they had a wooden leg, um, the sound of them coming was thump drag, thump drag as they go over the wooden board box. Right. So this terrifies the hell out of all the kids. Even it, like we're losing it. Even just in broad daylight. I remember the sun streaming in the windows as she told this story. Um, but I don't remember thump drag because of this story. The reason I remember thump drag is because later that night, all the kids have gone to bed. We're like being warehouse, right? Like there's like three of us on like a double, double bunk bed sort of thing. Like we're head to toe. Like it's crazy. And the uncles had all decided they were out fishing, uh, and they were coming back after we were all in bed and they thought it would be hilarious to walk by the kids' windows, which is at, like the window had like this wooden deck outside of it. 
and do the thump drag with their feet as they go. <laughs> and to this day, I can still see the silhouette of, I don't know which uncle it was, of them dr- like limping and dragging their foot past the window, silhouetted by the moon onto the th- things. And to this day, if you mention thump drag to any one of my cousins who was there, they can't tell you the story of thump drag. They will just tell you that it is the most traumatic thing <laughs> that they can remember. You're like, thump drag? They're like, scared the shit out of me. Thump drag. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my Lord. That is such an uncle move. Like, hey, wouldn't it be funny if we traumatize some kids? Let's do it. I feel like I feel like in so many respects, we just heard your origin story. Yeah. <laughs> And that's why I walk with a limp. No. <laughs> Jesus Murphy. Oh, oh so my that's God. My, that's my, that's my, uh, my fun villain. I, I, yeah. I, I look at Thump Drag as a, a mythical villain who is very high up in my, uh, in my side. I think the villains, the uncles. Ah, <laughs> uh, they're all good. They've already. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, but that's it for us uh, this week. Uh, Rebecca, where can people reach you? Any projects you're working on? No. <laughs> As always, you can follow me <laughs> at Rebecca Reads. Life is a nightmare. <laughs> uh, Ashley, how about you? Uh, where can people get in touch with you? People can find me on Twitter, Twitch, and Instagram at Ashley Versus. Ashley Versus. Sweet. And uh, as always, uh, you can reach me at Craig Fay Comedy, Facebook, Twitter, CraigFay.com for show updates. <laughs> That's not going to happen. <laughs> uh, and also, uh, you can check out the YouTube channel. We've got some Villain Was Right content uh, up on my YouTube channel. Uh, so that's uh, at uh, or slash Craig Fay Comedy on uh on uh, YouTube as well. Uh, so you can check it out there. And uh, that's it for us this week. Uh, next week, we're at a kind of scary movie month. We're going to go with something a little more lighthearted. Uh, we're doing B-movie, everybody, <laughs> next week. So tune in for that. And until then, uh, this is The Villain Was Right, reminding you to keep a good head on your shoulders. <laughs> The Villain Was Right was produced by Andrew Ivamy for the From Superheroes Network. For more great podcasts like this, as well as YouTube series, webcomics, and so much more, visit FromSuperheroes.com. <laughs>